What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Michael Balco Show. I am your host, Mike Balco, and we're deep into the heart of downtown Erie at Cam Studios for the 100th episode of the show. Man, thank y'all so much for 100 episodes. This is crazy to me because I never thought I'd hit 100 episodes. The average podcast is only about six episodes long, so we topped that. Um, Before I introduce our guest, I just, like I said, I wanted to thank everybody for all the love, all the support for 100 episodes. Uh, This podcast means the world to me and all of you who have helped me keep this thing rolling. I appreciate you. But joining me for today's show are two guys that have joined me once before. My boys, Ben and Anthony, are both hosts of their own respective podcasts. How are we doing, fellas? Doing good, man. Doing good. Doing good, man. Excited to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So today, guys, we're just going to be talking all about the NFL. We all know the NFL's kicking off real soon. Real, real, real soon. We're all super hyped for that. We're all NFL fans, and we're all fans of three different teams. Anthony's is the worst of the three. Um, But the NFL season is almost here. It kicks off on Thursday, September 8th, between the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Just because it's the first game of the season, let's preview that game. Ben, we're going to kick it off with you. Tell us a player from each team. Or, sorry, tell us a key player from each team and a score prediction for the league's opening matchup. So, when I look at this game, I'm thinking about guys like Von Miller and Allen Robinson. Uh, Von Miller's obviously over on the Bills now, so it's going to be kind of weird seeing him go against the team that he won the Super Bowl with last year. Uh, Allen Robinson comes over from the Bears, he's getting a fresh start, and uh, I think he can be very good in this offense. As well as Cam Akers, um, you know, he's back off of uh, injury last season. So hopefully he can be back in the fold here and, uh, you know, have a great season. I think ultimately this is going to be a really close game. You know, it's it's tough to, to pick against the Rams at home, the, the defending champs. Uh, you know, first game of the year, bright lights, a SoFi stadium. Uh, it's also tough to pick against Josh Allen and the Bills, though, too. So... I don't know. It's going to be a close game, but I can see it coming right down to the wire. And uh, ultimately, I got the Rams winning it on like a last-second field goal. I'll say 27-24. Anthony, what's your thoughts, my man? Yeah, so starting off with some key players. um, First off for the Rams, I got Bobby Wagner uh, for the Rams. Um, You know, they had a really high-powered offense, high-powered defense last year. And Bobby Wagner is a very well-established player in this league, and he comes in you know, providing, you know, a, a really good presence there in the middle, um, which they really haven't had um, at the linebacker position. They've, they're have they really great, you know, with with AD and on the defensive line and, and Jalen Ramsey at corner. But uh, Bobby Wagner provides them something that they haven't had in the past few years. So I'm really excited to see how he does. Um, and then I got to Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs is widely heralded as one of the best receivers in the game. But uh, I want to see how he does against Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you know, like like as Ben said, they are the defending champions. But um, you know, Jalen Ramsey plays like he has something to prove every every week. So um, it's really exciting to see how um, Stephon Diggs is going to go ahead and uh, attack this matchup against Jalen Ramsey. And then uh, my score prediction, I got it. Um, it's it's a little more um, dominating on the Rams side. I got Rams thirty five, Bills twenty four. Um, I think I think the Rams are going to run away with this game. Um, you know, the Bills, I still have to believe to see it with their run game. And if Jalen Ramsey is going to be locking locking up Diggs and Davis, um, I, th- I think that the Rams will 
run away with this game towards the end of the game. So I got the Rams winning 35-24. You don't need a run game when you got Josh Allen, man. Come on, dog. That is their run game. No, nah, but uh, here's my thoughts on that. I agree with both of you guys. Um, you know, the Rams, not only are they the defending champs, but they added some, some flavor to help out with it. Um, they're trying to repeat. Uh, the Bills also added some of that flavor, though. Actually, one of those guys came from the Rams. Uh, Von Miller is a guy who really sticks out. I think Von Miller is going to be the X factor for the Bills um, in that opening week game. I think Von Miller is going to absolutely pop off. Uh, I think he's probably going to get at least two or three sacks against his old quarterback, Matt Stafford. You know, when you have to go against the quarterback, but you can't hit him, you want to hit him whenever you can. Um, so I think um, – I think I'm going Von Miller for my Bills X-Factor. My Rams X-Factor, I'm going Allen Robinson. Um, we saw Robert Woods, and we saw Van Jefferson, and we saw Odell Beckham Jr. for the Rams all last year. Um, however, two of those three are gone. Um, and I, I think that Allen Robinson is the best complimentary wide receiver that Cooper Cup has ever had in his career. Robert Woods is a mediocre receiver. I think we're going to see that a lot whenever he switches to Tennessee this year. I think we're going to realize that while Robert Woods really isn't that good, it's just Sean McVay is really is a really good coach. He's good at scheming him open. Um, I think we're definitely going to see that. And so I think Allen Robinson, adding him to an offense that already has, like you said, Cam Akers coming back, Daryl Henderson by backing up Cam Akers, that has Cooper Cup already, Matthew Stafford. We all know Stafford's going through the arm injury, um, but we'll see what happens there. But, man, Allen Robinson is my Rams X-Factor for the whole season. I'm a proud fantasy football owner of him as well as Cam Akers. Shout out to Griff for letting me fleece him. Um, and, yeah, so I'm going opposite of you guys. I'm going Bills 38, Rams 31. Um, that's just kind of how I see it going, man. The Bills, we'll talk about it later, but they're one of my favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. So we're going to see how it goes. Um, I mean, when you add guys like Allen Robinson, like Anthony said, Bobby Wagner, um, you know, I think the Rams are, are certainly in that contention as well. I just think the Bills, they're, they're due, man. And, you know, they're somewhat local to us. I just like the upside of the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I like the upside, too. I think they catch their stride week two against the Titans. But, you know, uh, these defenses are no slouches either, like you guys mentioned, Ted. You know, so I don't see it being that high scoring of a game. You know, these defenses are going to step up. But it's week know. one. They're coming off a of preseason west resting, you know. Yeah, so. well, you remember that Chiefs and Rams game a few years back? It was like... 54 to 51 or some crazy thing like that so hey, you never know so there's no shortage of storylines across the nfl as we enter the 2022 season anthony kick us off with your favorite storyline in the nfl to keep an eye on this season oh man so i got an unexpected one for you guys here i got um patrick mahomes without tyree kill um there's not much I love to it. say other other than other than the fact that there's like Patrick Mahomes, quite frankly, his his career up to this point, it's it's been easy compared to other quarterbacks if you think about it, you know. He's had Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, great coaches, great coordinators, great players um around him his whole career, you know. Um so this is his first chance to really show me that he's the best quarterback in this league. Um especially with all the AFC West teams um really reloaded this year. If if Patrick Mahomes goes out and wins the AFC West, um, that he'll be solidified as the best quarterback in the NFL to me. Um, but, but but like I said, this is his first chance to really show what he can do without a superstar receiver by his side. Um, you know, say if, if Patrick Mahomes played for the Jets or one of these uh, bad teams where they're switching out coaches or coordinators, 
Um, like, for example, Baker Mayfield, he's, he had two different coaches in his first two years in the league. Um, you know, it's about to be three. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has is, is not been in a situation like that. Um, so it's really exciting to see how, how he does with, you know, less, less known players uh, by his side. And um, I'm, I'm just excited to see what he can do this year. I like that one. I think that was a very unexpected one. Way to put in some research. Proud of you. Ben, what's yours? Uh, so mine's going to be the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Um, really interested to see how he fares out in Vegas this year. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a big Patriots guy. I've watched Josh coach and be around the Patriots for 15-plus years. First name basis, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, it, there's a reason that he is a six-time Super Bowl champion, and, you know, a, a lot of it has to do with, with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But, you know, I would urge anyone who hasn't watched the, the Do Your Job documentaries um, on the Patriots to just watch those and watch the mastermind that Josh McDaniels is when he's breaking down plays and just going into detail about their – offensive strategy and the the theory that goes behind some of the the plays that he calls um it's it's really special and you you couple that with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams I think their offense is going to be um firing on all cylinders this year I think Devontae Adams has uh, opportunity to be uh right up there uh, as one of the best receivers in the league I, I mean he is arguably the best receiver in the league already but, uh, you know, the stats, I think, will still be there. I don't expect much of a drop-off without having Aaron Rodgers. And, um, you know, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing Josh McDaniels get a second shot at being a head coach. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it's, it's going to fare well for them. They're, they're going to be right there in the mix in this AFC West. And, uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to all these AFC West games this season. Yeah, the AFC West is loaded, and, you know, the Raiders have just been years after years of years of mediocrity, despite actually having talented enough rosters to be, you know, competitive. Um, I know Jerry and Raddick will love this, so mostly Jerry, because, you know, he's a big Raiders guy. I feel like Raddick low-key cheers for them on the side. It's all good, though. It's all good. My storyline is going to be, can the Saints put it all together? Um, diehard Saints fan here. Long-time listeners of the show already know that, so that's no news. Um... Yeah, the Saints have had arguably the biggest offseason out of every team um, this year. I mean, we added everyone, I feel like. <laughs> um, you know, Kamara's suspension being pushed back to next year. We got him the whole year um, backed up by Mark Ingram. You know, we got a competitive battle for the RB3 spot. Jameis Winston, revival tour. Um, tore his ACL last year, looking good in camp this year. Um, added Andy Dalton to back him up in case anything were to go south. Um you know, receiving, we went from having a bunch of nobodies catching balls <laughs> from Jameis Winston and everybody else who was that quarterback for the Saints last year to, to getting a healthy Michael Thomas, at least I think, um, adding Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave in the first round, you know, and then all of a sudden those guys who were the ones for the Saints last year are now the, the fours and the fives who already have that number one experience. So, I think just that and improved offensive line, you know, aggression from Trevor Penning, um, health from Trevor Penning is going to be a, a key on that New Orleans Saints offensive line. Um, I just love the the offense overall. Um, you know, the Saints lost some key players on the defensive side of the ball. Um, there's no denying that, but I almost feel like we upgraded 
you know, we lost Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins as our two safeties, but we brought in Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Daniel Sorensen, and the list goes on and on. So um, I love I love the Saints defense. I think they have the potential to be the number one defense in the National Football League this year, um, you know, and we lost our head coach. So that's the biggest storyline, I feel like. I know Ben's talked about it on the old bump and run, but, you know, can Dennis Allen take that next step, become an NFL head coach? It's a revival tour for him too. You know, he coached the Raiders, I believe it was, for a couple years, and it was awful. It was about as good as uh, nothing, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see if he's able to, you know, continue the same success he had as the Saints defensive coordinator, um, but kind of carrying that into the head coaching game. You know, the Saints put a strong emphasis on culture, um, and he's been part of that, you could argue, the past few years. Um, with that being said, the Saints were one of the teams that were pretty rough last year. They missed out on the playoffs. And with that, there's expected to be some changing of the guard teams um, in terms of division winners in the 2022 season. Me, Ben, and Anthony are all going to go over it. Um, let's go division by division. We'll give our uh, league-wide standing predictions. Splash, let's start with you. All right, so I'm going to start out with the AFC. Uh, starting off with the North, um, I got the Cincinnati Bengals repeating. Um, I just think that what they did in the offseason, um, a lot of the moves they made, they look like they're poised for another big run. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for the AFC East, I got uh, the Buffalo Bills. No surprise, um, it's like Mike said earlier, uh, the Bills are high-powered offense, um, You know, somewhat local to us, so we see a lot of Bills football. Um, and, and the Bills are, you know, really good in, in the regular season. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, for the AFC South, I'm taking my Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think it's our, it's finally our year. Um, you know, last, last few years, Tennessee has won it. And, you know, they traded A.J. Brown in the offseason. Um, they went out and got Robert Woods and um, drafted Traylon Burks. I think you're putting too much pressure on a rookie um, to make up for a 1,200-yard receiver. Um, and then with the additions of Matt Ryan, with the additions that the Colts made in the offseason, um, it just it, it just makes too much sense uh, for the for the Colts to not win the AFC South this year, especially with their schedule. Uh, the Colts have a super easy schedule. And then for the AFC West, um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, I feel like the Raiders are very underrated. Um, the popular picks um, are probably going to be Kansas City or the Chargers. Uh, but I'm going to take the Raiders for the sole fact of uh, Derek Carr is – he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um, we saw it last year. Um, towards the end of the year, um, Derek Carr really had to carry them to uh, put Vegas into the playoff picture. I mean, uh, last year they played the Colts, say, weeks 16, 17, last few games of the season, and Derek Carr stepped up and made big throws. And, you know, last year he didn't really have a receiving core outside of Renfro. Renfro was his, his wide receiver one, who was really a slot receiver. And and he was he was dusting Kenny Moore, who's our uh, Pro Bowl slot corner. So um, I, I I really have have faith in Derek Carr, even though that they have a new coach. Um, you know he's he's playing with Devontae Adams again, who's his for, uh, former college teammate. You know, there's a, uh, there, and there's a lot of chemistry uh, there with with Darren Waller and Renfro. So I'm gonna take the Raiders there, um, and then uh, we're gonna go to the NFC now. Yeah. Touch right. on the NFC, go straight into it. All right, so NFC North, um, we're going to start off there. I got the Green Bay Packers. Um, I really like what Minnesota's done in the offseason, but I'm still going to take the Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so um, I'm not going to bet against that guy. Uh, the NFC South, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Um, Tom Brady, once again, I'm not going to bet against that guy. He's a legend. Um, plus the additions that they made in the offseason, I think that uh, with the additions that they made, I think that they have now the best receiving core in the NFL. Um, you already have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, then you add Russell Gage, and then you unexpectedly pick up Julio Jones. Um, and Julio Jones, he's not a wide receiver one anymore, but having him as as your three or four is a, such a luxury. So I got Tampa Bay one in the South. All right, NFC East, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, if they if you look at their roster to, uh, from from top to bottom, the Eagles roster is loaded, um, offense and defense. And I think this all really depends on Hurts, but I think Jalen Hurts. I think this is his year to you know, uh, sh sh show how good of a quarterback he is. And, you know, we've got former Colts uh, offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni there as their head coach. And, you know, he's a really intelligent guy, offensive mind. You know, I've seen him in our system past two years. So um, I know with, with better players in his system now, um, he's really going to take this team to the next level. Um, and then with the AFC, I mean, with the NFC West, I got uh, the L.A. Rams winning that one. Uh, you know, as we said earlier, we they upgraded on their defense, and they also add, added Allen Robinson, who's a high-quality wide receiver, too. Um, and Matthew Stafford, if he doesn't get hurt, he's still going to be slinging it all over the place. So I got uh, the LA Rams winning the uh, NFC West. Ben, take it away. There were some questionable per, there were some questionable projections in yours, Anthony, but we'll discuss. <laughs> so I'm going to start in the NFC. We'll start with the North. I think uh, you mentioned changing of the guard. I think the Vikings have the opportunity to do that this year. Uh, they've got a great offense. Um, you know, Rodgers is going to be Rodgers. Packers will be there. But uh, I think at this point, the, the Vikings really can give the Packers a run for their money. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what I hope happens. But I, I honestly do think that that can happen. Uh, NFC South, you know, Buccaneers, they – like Anthony just finished up saying, they're going to be number one in that division, no question. I know Damn. Mike. He, no he question? Said, no question. I, I, the, the Saints, I, you know, the Saints will be scratching and clawing for a wild card at, at this point, man. But, you know. Shit. <laughs> I, I, and as far as the West, I got the Rams as well. You know, that defense, or excuse me, that division over the last couple of years has been uh, kind of tough. But uh, things have kind of fizzled out this year. You know, the Seahawks are in a rebuild mode here. Not really sure what's going on with them. You know, Drew Locke. I know, Mike, you put out a couple tweets over the last couple of days giving way better options than Drew Locke. And I would agree with every single one of them. So, you know, I have no we idea what down they're to doing some, up there. We stooped down to some third stringers, I feel like. Yeah, right? I mean, hell, I would even throw Jarrett Stidham into the mix better than Drew Locke, right? <laughs> Call Maybe it Kaepernick. Not. Yeah. So, and then as far as the East goes, I'm going to take the Eagles as well. Uh, I, I know Dallas is, you know, expected to be there, but their their wide receiver core has taken a dip this year. Uh, Mari Cooper goes off to the Browns. Cedric Wilson over to the Dolphins. And Gallup's coming back off an injury. You got guys like James Washington coming in there, and he's already hurt for the next six to ten weeks. So, you know, you're going to be relying on a rookie and Jalen Tolbert to kind of step up early on in his career and try to get things going. And not to mention, I, you know, they, they have C.D. Lamb, 
he showed you know that he can be a great receiver in this league and I think he'll be good but uh you know like Anthony mentioned you bring in AJ Brown to complement Jalen Hurts uh, you've already got Devontae Smith there I think that the Eagles are going to be good this year but it, it's going to be close you know it might be a one or two game difference but uh, as far as going over to the AFC Starting in the north, I'm going to take the Bengals. I, I don't think things are really going to change up a whole lot here. I know a lot of people are on the Ravens and expecting Lamar to have this bounce back year. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I, you know, I, I don't expect that to happen, but you never know. I just think Bengals, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the defending AFC champions here. Uh, you know, some people have said that they're going to have that Super Bowl hangover. But, you know, you got the Browns, you got the Steelers who are, aren't really sure what's happening with their quarterback spot. So, you know, I think the Bengals are going to be at the top of the division again this year. Uh, as far as the South, I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts. Uh, I do think that they take a step ahead this year, bringing in Matt Ryan. And, um, you know, their defense is no slouch. They are you know, solid with Darius Leonard. And, uh, you know, that offense with jo Jonathan Taylor is uh, something scary. And, you know, I, I think it's more so when you think of the Titans just, you know, stepping back really, you know, they, they're bringing in Traylon Burks to uh, try to do what A.J. Brown was doing, just like Anthony said. And, you know, they, they lose, uh, you know, they lose A.J. Brown bring in Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods is a good receiver. I'll be interested to see how he works with Tannehill. Hell, I thought he was good when he was in Buffalo. So, um, you know, maybe this is where he needs to be. Maybe he needs to showcase that he's a number one receiver on a team where, uh, you know, there's, there's less wide receiver talent. And uh, as far as the AFC East goes, it pains me to say it, but the, the Bills are going to be number one in this division again. Uh, Patriots might be looking at third in the division. Uh, I know the Dolphins are going to be good as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, you look at the Bills, their receiving core, their defense, one of the best in the league, if not the best defense. I think they put it all together and win, you know, 11, 12 games this year. And, you know, they're, they're looking at being the AFC East champs again. I love them. I love those projections. Now we're going to round out with mine. Unlike these guys, I gave you all the full standings because, you know, overachiever. We're going to go NFC North first. I have number one, Green Bay Packers. I think they just retain, man. I just don't think the Vikings are quite there yet. Um, I do like the upside of the Vikings. However, they do finish third in my division standings. I'm huge on the Detroit Lions this year. I got them going number two. I know. I know. Listen, fellas. I know. What, it's the Hard Knocks hype? Or? It's the it's the Hard Knocks hype mixed with the New Orleans roots with Dan Campbell and mixed with the I'm going to bite your fucking kneecaps off. All that stuff combined, it just really has me hype over the Detroit Lions for sure. Um, no, but the, I'll explain my rationale. So I think Jared Goff does take a pretty big step this year. I think, you know, the, he is a former number one overall pick. People tend to forget that. Um I think that he has all this, the tools to lead the Detroit Lions offense. Um, I think Dan Campbell's going to put him in a position to do so. I think the Lions have an exceptional coaching staff. I mean, a group, 
a, a staff just loaded with player former players that are now head coach or coaches and, and head coaches and stuff like that um, and they just have an aggressive overall roster um, you know just even watching clips that are not on hard knocks of the lions I feel like they're just they're they're literally fighting for every single inch um, I know we're only two preseason games deep right now but they're they just seem to be going out there and just just literally doing everything Dan Campbell says they're trying to do. Um, I love the backfield that they have with Swift and Jamal Williams. Um, I love the receiving unit, the upside there, and Amonra St. Brown, Jameson Williams later on in the year, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, Panay Sewell's on that offensive line. Um, they just have some, they have some dogs. The defense is going to have to take the next step. Um, but I like the upside in, in a division that's loaded with veteran talent, I think the Lions are like a breath of fresh air and and could be like the the youthful team that I think takes a big a big leap forward. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. <coughs> um, finishing number three in my NFC North is the Minnesota Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins takes a down a down step this year. I think um, I don't know. I just I feel like he's he's been so consistent for so long, similar to like Drew Brees was, and you know he's getting around that time where. You know, Drew Brees started to fall off a little bit, and I think he does, despite still having Adam Thielen, despite still having Jay Jettas out there, despite all that. I still think he takes a, a step down. The offensive line isn't great. Um, it really hasn't been in quite some time in Minnesota. Um, and, and a division that has ankle biters and star defensive players in Green Bay and Detroit and Chicago, really. I mean, all three of those teams have above-average defenses. Um, I think the Vikings are going to struggle to win division games, and I think that's going to cost them the number two spot in the division. Um, and then finishing number four, I mean, Chicago Bears, there's no no questioning that. I think they have the potential to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft this year. They are just – they're rough, man. Um, heading over to the NFC South, as opposed to y'all haters, I have the New Orleans Saints. It's another one of my sleeper teams. I know it sounds biased, but I'm telling you, I really like everything that the Saints did this offseason. Um, I'm not one that's usually biased for my team. I'm really not. I'm really not. Like, if you guys listened to previous podcasts, like, early, early, early on, I wasn't overly hyped about the Saints. Um, going into last year, I wasn't overly hyped about them either. I understood where they were. But I just think, you know, Dennis Allen had, I think it was like four or five years to learn underneath Sean Payton. I think he makes a rather flawless transition. He did all the aggressiveness that Sean Payton would not do. And I'm excited to see what Sean Payton, or sorry, what Dennis Allen does as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Um, so I think he could he could win the division. I think the Bucks are the ones scratching and clawing for a wild card spot at that point. I'm just kidding. I think it'll, if it, if it, if the Saints do win the division, it's going to be by like a game. It's not going to be a landslide by any means. Um, the Saints just always sweep the Bucks, So that's what I'm banking on. Um, I think they literally may have the same record, but I think it may just come down to the Saints beating the Bucks a couple times, and that's that's going to be what seals it. Who knows? But I think I do have the Bucks finishing second. I mean, they're outstanding. Like Anthony touched on, Julio as a number three and number four receiver is a huge asset to any roster. Um, I have the Carolina Panthers coming in at number three and the Atlanta Falcons rounding it out at number four. Uh, the Falcons, in my opinion, are another team that has top five NFL draft potential. Um they did add some guys, but I don't think those guys come on this year. I think it'll be one of those things where we wait and see. You know, you trust the process with the Falcons. They're going to be rebuilding for a few years to get back to that Super Bowl caliber team. Losing Matt Ryan is like losing their entire roster. Um, the Colts obviously were the kind recipients of that. 
NFC East, I have the Eagles at one, Cowboys at two, Giants at three, Commanders at four. Um, now, the Commanders are interesting to me. Believe it or not, I'm actually going to say that. I think if Carson Wentz is not under center and their backup quarterback, Sam Howell, is under center, I think they go from being the number four team in this division to at least the number two team in this division. Sam Howell has the touch. He has the poise. He seems to have better control of the offense over Carson Wentz, who is a <laughs> former first-round pick. Um, that's, just, that's just the hype I have for Sam Howell. You know, they added Jahan Dotson as well. Um, you know, they added some dudes. Um, I, like the, I like the upside of the commanders. Um, they have a, a nice committee backfield as well. Um, the Giants are a sleeper team for me as well. They, they added some good receiving talent. Um, Daniel Jones really going to take the next step. Brian Dable, the new head coach over there. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at two. And Philadelphia Eagles rounding it out at number one, obviously. I think the Eagles, you know, adding A.J. Brown is huge for them. Um, and then the Eagles win the division last year? I'm pretty sure. Or was it Dallas? Dallas won? Yeah, Dallas won. There hasn't been a repeat division winner in that division since 2004. Ben coming with the stats. Yeah, I think the Eagles take it this year. Um, and I think they take it for the next few years. Um, we all know the uh, fantasy football upside that Jalen Hurts has this year. Um, probably going to be the number one overall fantasy quarterback. Um, we'll touch on fantasy football stuff a little bit later. Um, but I think the Eagles take the division not only this year, but I think they take it for the next you know, three to four as well. Um, NFC West, that's going to be a landslide. Rams for me. Um, second is 49ers. Third is Cardinals. Uh, four is Seahawks. Rams, I think they have a shot at, at going to the Super Bowl again this year. Um, 49ers, I, I like the upside of Trey Lance. I like their backfield. They have they have a committee backfield again, but I think all the guys in that committee are very, very talented. Um, Trey Lance, like I said, though, is going to be outstanding. They, they retained Debo. They didn't lose him. Um, they have Brandon Ayuk there, who has great chemistry with, with Trey Lance. So I, I, love, I love that offense. Um, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray's been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons this offseason, I feel like. Um, man needs to lay off the video games and start hitting the hitting the study book a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I do like the Cardinals still. You know, not having DeAndre Hopkins until week seven is going to hurt them. Um, I mean, and and James Conner, we'll see if he take, take the next step. I know he's an eerie legend here. Um, but we'll see if he, can, if he can continue that torrid touchdown pace he was on last year. Seahawks, we're not even going to give them any time of day. They're just going to be god-awful. AFC North, we're heading over to the AFC now. Number one, Ravens. Number two, Bengals. Number three, Steelers. Number four, Browns. I think this is the first time we see the Steelers not have a winning season under head coach Mike Tomlin. Um, I love everything the Ravens did this offseason. They added Marcus Williams from um, New Orleans. Um, he's going to anchor their free safety spot. I think they touched up on the defense the right way. Um, they added some, some studs to the offense as well. Rashad Bateman, I think, is a guy who's really going to explode this year. Um, the Ravens have like the third most targets available um, for receivers after they lost Hollywood Brown. I think Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman fills that role perfectly. He's going to live up to that first round hype that he had last year. Um, the Bengals, I think, are, are still going to make the playoffs. Um, and I think they're still going to give every team in the AFC a run for their money. Um, I am not like completely washed on the Cincinnati Bengals by any means. I do think they're going to be a great football team still. Um, it's going to come down to Mixon's health in the backfield and Joe Burrow's health as well. I mean, those are two guys that we've seen get injured early on in their careers, Mixon more so. Um, so we'll see. You know, I think health is going to be a thing for them. 
Um, like we already touched on the Steelers and then the Browns, I don't think they're really going to do anything. Um, their massage therapist quarterback um, is not going to be available until week 12. So literally, like as the team is gearing up for a playoff, like the late late stages of the playoff push, um, is when they'll have Deshaun Watson back. So, so what do you think about Deshaun Watson only getting an 11 game suspension so that he can come back week 12 and play against his old team, the Texans? I've never heard of an 11 game suspension. I think the NFL is uh, trying to rake in that bread real quick, if you ask me. Um, I definitely think it should have been at least a season long suspension. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about 23 cases of sexual misconduct or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know, man, but it's just weird, man. Like the NFL is just, you know, they're chasing money. This is just very blatant proof that they're chasing money. So we're not going to touch on all that. <laughs> AFC South, I got the Colts taking it. Uh, my boy Splash will be happy. Tennessee Titans at two, Jags at three, Texans at four. That division's not very good outside of the Colts. The Colts, I think, have a good shot to go pretty far um, in the playoffs this year. Um, I don't have them going far in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Splash. You guys need a little bit more work. But I do I do love Michael Pittman Jr. this year. He's going to be outstanding. The addition of Matt Ryan at quarterback gives the, the Colts probably their most stable quarterback since Andrew Luck. Um, man, I don't know. I just I really like the Colts team. Shaquille Leonard, yeah, get it right. Get it right. It's not Darius anymore. AFC East, Buffalo Bills at one, Patriots at two. You guys, you, you make my number two. Dolphins at three, Jets at four. Um, I love the Bills. They are my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, not win. Go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Um, they had, they have all the tools. They had everything they need. You know, um, the only distraction they really had on their roster last year was the anti-vaccinated Cole Beasley. Um, now that he's gone. It opens up a ton of targets for arguably more athletic players like Isaiah McKenzie. Um, he's going to fill that role perfectly, and he's going to be probably more explosive than Cole Beasley was. I'm just going to say it. Go ahead. What do you ha- What do you have to say, Ben? No, you know I don't. I don't want to hear that name. Uh, he, uh, him, and Emmanuel Sanders tore up the Patriots in that playoff. Game, I know. So I know yeah. he did. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think they're going to be good. Um, you know, a, a guy that I'm looking at is, is is Gabe Davis. Yeah. I mean, he's going to take off this year, I think. But, yeah, those other two, man, I don't want to hear those names for a while. I don't think the Bills are done, if I'm being honest with you. I think the Bills are still in the mix for, for Odell, honestly. I really do. Um, I, I, I really don't think the Bills are done adding to that receiving core. Everyone's super hype on the Gabe Davis, like, fantasy football train. I'm not. I'm saying to stay away from Gabe Davis unless he's there in, like, the last two or three rounds. Because he's one of those guys that you're taking a chance on. The touchdown upside is there, but the targets aren't necessarily there. Um, and, and genuinely, like, the Bills are a Super Bowl team. They genuinely are. The only thing they could add is what we just talked about, is a second receiver. You know what I mean? Because Gabe Davis is, like, the only question mark, really, for the Bills heading into this season. That in the backfield. But, you know, you add James Cook, um, the rookie from Georgia, and you're looking good. Um I think having Dawson Knox there at tight end also helps open up Gabe Davis's opportunities right. as well. O.J. Howard is going to compliment him this year too. Yeah, so y- you have those guys. Jamison Crowder. <laughs> yeah, the the Bills are loaded. So, yeah, you know, a lot of people look at Gabe Davis after having that breakout game at the end of the AFC divisional round there last year against the Chiefs, and you know he is good. I you know I, I've seen him 
scored multiple touchdowns in the regular season as well. So, and not to take anything away from him, but you, I, I do think that Dawson Knox and those other guys will help open up some opportunities for him for sure. Right, and and Josh Allen's a guy who's going to throw for like forty touchdowns a year. But you have to you have to think that like seventeen, like fifteen to like eighteen of those are going to go to Stephon Diggs. Like I think Stephon Diggs explodes this year. Benjamin Thompson, a proud fantasy football owner of him, he's going to go crazy. Um, Patriots finished second. I love Mac Jones. Um, he's he's probably one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. Hold my nuts, you know. Fave. He's my fave. Kendrick Bourne is a guy that everyone sleeps on for some reason, but like Kendrick Bourne is an absolute dog. Um, you guys aren't going to have your rookie receiver for the first, what is it, like eight games, six games? Yeah, I think it's six to eight weeks with a broken clavicle. <laughs> you love that, the old broken clav. Um, Miami Dolphins, I think, finished third. Um, I think just because they have a new head coach, they're not going to be like explosive right away, or they're definitely going to be explosive right away, but they're not going to be you know, necessarily translating to wins right away. Um, I think, you know, some of the more experienced coaching is going to be the reason the Dolphins finished third. Um, you look at the Bills, they have Sean McDermott over there. Um, he's been a coach for, for years. Um, Bill Belichick for the Patriots. You know, I think just the wisdom is going to outperform the Dolphins in a lot of cases this year. I think the Dolphins finished third. Um, we know the Dolphins are going to be talented. It's just all going to come down to what Tua can do. Um, Tua and then our boy Teddy Bridgewater of course Teddy Two Gloves um, but I mean you had Tyreek you have Jalen Waddle already Mike Gesicki who might get traded we don't know yet um, and then last is the J-E-T-S Jets 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 you all know that um, Zach Wilson banging moms and throwing bombs is going to finish fourth this year unfortunately AFC West is the most stacked division in the NFL um, which makes the AFC in my opinion the strongest uh, conference in the NFL as well. Um, Chiefs I have coming up on top. Chargers I have finishing second. The Raiders at third and the Broncos at fourth. Man, if I could put all four of these teams in the playoffs, I probably would because that's how talented I think they're going to be. I'm not completely bought into the Denver Broncos hype. I'm not as high on Russell Wilson as everybody else seems to be. Um, but that's only because Russell Wilson is literally coming off one of the worst years of his career. And you can't necessarily blame it on the fact that he didn't have the talent because he did. You know, he had Chris Carson in the backfield. He had DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Neither of them missed any games, I don't think. Um, if they did, it was very minimal. Um, you had the talent. You had the coach. You had Pete Carroll. You had a, an above-average defense as well. So you can't necessarily blame his, his downfall last year in Seattle um, on the fact that he didn't have talent. Um, now, I do love the new the new Broncos head coach. I think he's going to be good. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Melvin Gordon. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, with that being said, though, we are going to take a brief break. Um, we're going to hear from some people that mean a lot to me. Um, sent me some uh, congratulatory messages um, for this 100th. Hey, Mike. Just wanted to say congratulations, man, on your 100th episode of your podcast. Um, I've known you for wow close to a decade now and i've seen how far you've come um you know from being a, a player at mercier's prep and helping out with the eerie explosion the eerie sea wolves and starting your own podcast and the twitter starting the twitter page and your own podcast it's just truly been amazing to see how far you've come um, especially with everything that you've persevered uh, excuse me everything that you've been through you know you've persevered to get to where you are today and i just want to say congrats man i, I I can't even express how proud I am. 
that hard work is paying off and it's only going to open more doors. Like I said, everything that you've been through to where you are now, it's just been a blessing to watch and see. And I'm really, really, really excited about what the future holds for you. Sincerely, one of your first fans ever, Jason Nixon. What's good, bro? It's your boy Merv here wishing you a happy 100th episode of the Michael Balco Show, bro. You've been one of my best friends and one of my biggest inspirations in this sports podcasting business. Bro, keep working, bro, because it's all paying off. Can't wait to see what you do for another 100 episodes, bro. Keep grinding. What's going on? This is Caleb Egan's. Uh... I just want to say, Mike, uh, congratulations, man, on 100 episodes. That's big time. Um, you know, thank you for being, a, you know, thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for being a good person. And, uh, you know, don't even worry about, you know, proving people wrong. But, you know, prove the people right, you know, who believe in you. And just keep grinding, keep keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, more, more life and more blessings to you. God bless. Big Mike, what's going on, man? It's Clifford Taylor. And I just want to wish you a congratulations on 100 episodes of the Michael Boko Show. Wishing 100 more and 100 more and 100 more. Congratulations. Tyson Schilling and congratulations to my guy Mike on his 100th episode of the Michael Belko Show, man. Just always remember who has the best Juco list of all time, man. Congratulations, my guy. Keep being great. And you are a huge impact for the sports world. Michael Balco, congratulations on 100 episodes. This is Brent Liberty, Ryan Lewis, and the Bill Spears from Idiotville. We always love having you on the show. We love participating in what you do. Um, we've been rooting for you all along. And anybody who doesn't know better find out because Michael Balco's on his way. For real. Congratulations, Mike. Congrats, brother. And I just text that. Episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much um, for all of the love, all the support. Like I said, this 100th episode means the world to me. I never would have thought that I would hit 100 episodes. Um, and with that being said, I am just super glad to be chilling in this 100th episode with my boys, um, Ben and Anthony. You know, we've given you guys some inside information so far. It's not really that insightful. I mean, but you know, it's cool. But Nonetheless, welcome back. We are now going to dive into the second half of this show where it's going to be my favorite stuff to talk about. I think it's these guys' favorite stuff to talk about as well. We're going to kick it off with Anthony. We're going to talk about all of our playoff and Super Bowl predictions. We're talking playoffs, and we're talking Super Bowl. And this is going to be clipped in February, and we're going to see who's right. So, Anthony, take us away. All right, so it's time to start to talk about the playoffs then. Uh, the way that I did it, I just uh, projected my top seven seeds, and then uh, I did the Super Bowl prediction. Uh, so let's start off with the NFC. Uh, first, I have the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers, uh, really good team. I think that uh, Brady coming out of retirement, he's got a lot to prove. So uh, I think that they're going to be the best uh, regular season team in the NFC. Uh, number two seed, uh, I got the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I don't think the Rams are going to have as good of a regular season as last year, uh, but they're still going to be up there. So uh, I'm going to have them as my two seed. Uh, number three seed is going to be the Eagles. Um, you know, the NFC East division winner. Uh, the Eagles are going to be very good, so I got the Eagles as my three seed. And then uh, I got my NFC East uh, division winner, the Packers. Uh, the Packers are going to be very good, so they're going to be my four seed. Now getting into the wild card team for the NFC. Uh, first, I have the San Francisco 49ers. I think the 49ers are a very underrated team. Uh, this all depends on Trey Lance. Uh, with 
with San Francisco last year, uh, Jimmy G, he just kept them above water. Um, he didn't really do too much, um, you know, with his play. He was just, um, you know, a game manager uh, last year. But Trey Lance is more than that. I feel like uh, there's a lot of question marks around him right now. Um, he might not have a hot start to the season, but as time goes on, I feel like uh, San Francisco can go on a big run. Um, so I have them as my five seed. Uh, number six seed, I have uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota's a very good team. Um, they're a similar team to uh, the Chargers in the sense that um, they're very, very good. They have a high-powered offense, but they just found a way to blow games last year. And with new coaching and added pieces to their defense, um, I think that they find a way to pull it all together. Um, Kirk Cousins last year, um, you know, he gets a lot of hate, but um, he actually uh, played some very good football. Um, the number seven seed, I have the Cowboys. Um, this is probably one of the last times you'll ever hear me giving the Cowboys any type of credit because I don't like the Cowboys. But um, you, you can't really count them out. Um, you, you know, I was thinking of them and the Saints here. I think that them and the Saints is going to be a fight for that last spot, say winning like, say, nine or ten games. Um, the, the NFC isn't as strong as uh, the AFC this year, but I still think it's going to be a fight for that last spot. Um, but I, th I, th I think that the Cowboys... Um, regardless of you know how good you think they are, I think you have to at least include them uh, there. I mean, you know, they still have Dak Prescott. He's gonna be putting them in a lot of games. Um, Zeke fell off, but you know he's still serviceable. And him and him and Pollard as a one-two punch is a really good combo there, at running back. Um, and then Micah Parsons just flies all over the field. You don't know where he's gonna be if he's gonna be at linebacker, DN. They even put him at safety a few times last year. Um, so I really like Micah Parsons, and I'm going to have them as my seventh seed uh, that, that they just sneak in. Um, so here's where stuff gets fun for me, the AFC. Uh, so number number one seed is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think that the Buffalo Bills, um, they are going to be uh, outright the best team in the AFC, uh, at least record-wise. Um, so that, there's my reasoning there. Uh, number two seed is uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I know Mike's not going to like that, but uh, we're going to get into that later. Um, when it comes to my Super Bowl prediction, uh, number three, oh, no. uh, number three, we got the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, you can't count them out. Um, we saw last year, literally, with the Bengals, you win and get in, and then it's all about matchups from that point on. Um, and it's, 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 with the Bengals, they really can match up against anybody, and I really like what they did in the off season, as I said earlier. And then number four, uh, I got uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, my AFC West division winner. Um, the AFC West, uh, I don't really see a lot of them having crazy good records because they're all just going to beat each other up. Um, so that's that, that's what I have there. Now going uh, for the wild card teams, um, I got the Chargers as my five seed. Uh, the Chargers, um, as, as I just said, a similar team to Minnesota. Uh, they have a high-powered offense, uh, very good defense. I love what they did in the offseason. Um, it's not you know, a, a hit to the Chargers or anything, but they just – find a way to blow games. Like, the saying is is that the Chargers are going to charge her. I mean, going back to their days with Phillip Rivers, you know, the Chargers always had top 10 offense. Actually, one year they had the number one uh, offense and the number one defense, and they still found a way to miss the playoffs because the Chargers charge her. So uh, I don't really care that they have Brandon Staley. I mean, he's a great coach, but we saw last year they found a way to still miss the playoffs. Mercy Hurst alum. <laughs> That's very true, Mercy Hurst alum. Now, number six seed, I got the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm not as high on the hype as everybody else is. Some people think that they're going to be, say, like the number one, two, or three seed. Um, I'm not buying into that. 
uh, but I still really love their team. I think compared to Kansas City, um, they're a really a more complete team top to bottom. I think their teams offensively are, are built very similarly, but the difference is when it comes to defense. Yeah, you know, do you have they, the Chiefs missing the playoffs? I do. Jesus. I'm, I'm counting out Mahomes, man. That's wild. I'm counting out Mahomes. I, I, I can talk a little more about that in a little bit. But the, the Broncos, um, their, their defense is, is built very stout, and I feel like their coaching is better uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And defense wins championships. I don't, I don't really care how good your offense is. Um, defense wins championships. And that's not just me being cliche. Uh, Can, Kansas City, they've been known to have a suspect defense, and they kind of they exposed themselves against the Bengals last year because they came out with a big lead. And then, and then Joe Shiesty just comes back and wins that game. And lastly, this is a surprise pick, but I do have the Browns as a seventh seed. Um, I was think, I'm thinking about the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chiefs here. The Ravens, I'm not buying into their offense r- right quick. If they, had, if they, if they still had Mar- Marquise Brown, I'd be more confident. But um, I'm, I'm taking the Browns from the sole fact of they got my boy Jacoby Brissett in their quarterback, and we got Deshaun Watson coming in, say, at week 11 or 12. We see these teams every year. Like, the Ravens are famous for it. A lot of these teams stay above water. Like, say, if, if the Browns are 500 and Deshaun Watson takes them on a big run, like I just said with— A four-game run. Y- yeah. He could—four games is four games. It's not like it's one or two. Four games is one, two, three, four games. Yeah, four games, it could—hey. Late in could, the year, too. Late late in the year is when you want— is, is when you want teams to click though you know what i mean like i don't i don't really care yeah, they've been clicking with jacoby Brissett all year <laughs> hey hey all, all i'm all i'm saying is that the browns they have a great roster if you if you slid Where? into some they have a good roster man you, they, just, like, you just went for great to good what's next they have they have a okay i'll say they have a great roster they have a great roster Please. if you look at their defense if you look at their defense they okay. got they got good corners they got they got denzel ward and they got greg newsome Oh, there's some good corners. You look at their linebackers. You got my boy from the Colts, AWOC. You got Taki Taki. You're not asking them to do too much, but because they're linebackers. And then on the defensive line, you got Miles Garrett, who just carries them. Miles Garrett is one of the most underrated players, even though it doesn't seem like that. You know, if you talk about the best edge rushers in the NFL, you talk about TJ Watt, you talk about Aaron Donald. Miles Garrett, I feel like, is right there with those guys. I agree with Miles Garrett, and that's about it. <laughs> Let's take a look at the offense, though. Off, you're offense, not, though. You're not, you're not leaving. Jacoby Brissett, yeah. a backup quarterback. The backup quarterback, sure. Running, he can keep back, them. I feel Nick like Chubb. he can he can keep them above water, though. I feel like this team is very similarly built to the Colts in a way because they're going to be running the ball a lot. And if you can get this, like, say, subpar play from the quarterback, I feel like with with the run game, you can at least win some games there. And, and, and then you have... Um, you still have Harrison Bryant and David Njoku at tight end. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Huh. Who throws for more yards, Jacoby Brissett or Lamar Jackson? Ben. I got Lamar Jackson. Okay, I would, I would, I would also Lamar? say Lamar Jackson. Who runs for more yards, Nick Chubb or Lamar Jackson? Nick Chubb does. Nick you Chubb. Think, you think Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb does. Overall, as a team, who runs for more yards, the Browns or the Ravens? Well, the Browns do because they still have Kareem Hunt. Not for long. No. Yeah, it's going to be a toss-up. I would say the Ravens probably edge out the Browns just by a little bit. You got J.K. Dobbins coming back. Um, Mike Davis going to start the year. Mike Davis going to be there. Um, and, you know, Lamar Jackson is known for 
leaving the pocket and getting those first down runs of you know 15 20 plus yards so i don't know like anthony said you got uh nick chubb cream hunt i think uh even Brissett, you know he's he's been a runner before as well so um yeah it's it's gonna be close but um yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure this division is kind of yeah, up buddy. in the air. But yeah, no, I I do appreciate the hot takes. Right. Hey, this is what you brought me on here for. But Keep the Browns, <laughs> the Browns, I'm taking them as my seven seed because when you want teams to click late in the year, they might be a team that'll do that. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'll I'll, I'll die on that hill. So Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, you will. Super Bowl predictions. I got my Colts winning the Super Bowl. Against the Buccaneers, thirty-one to twenty-one. Now, that's that's it, it. Seems like a terrible take, but I'm gonna tell you why it's not a terrible take. And people don't know about the Colts yet, but they will. The Colts this year they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. There's no secret to that. The Colts this year, if if the Bills don't have a crazy regular season because the Bills have a tough schedule, the Colts could very well end up being the number one seed in the NFL. They could end up being thirteen and four and being the number one seed in the AFC. Um, and, and why I'm taking them here is. Over the course of the season, you know, it's it was kind of hard to pick us out last year. So it's a run-first team, but you had Carson Wentz. And it's it's not a hit to Ben's Patriots, but Carson Wentz, he passed for 50 yards, and we still beat the Patriots. It's because Jonathan Taylor just carries the team. But now you you have Matt Ryan there, and he's and he's the leader that the Colts needed. Um, you know, he's, he's almost a jerk. That's what, you know, they've been saying in, in training camp because Carson Wentz is – more of a, a subtle leader. He doesn't really, you know, hey voice, yeah. He doesn't really voice himself in the locker room. But Matt Matt Ryan really provides a veteran leadership. Um, and la- last year, like as people were watching on Hard Knocks, this team was poised to go on a run last year, but the roster wasn't even at the magnitude of what it is now. I mean, last year the Colts had a top ten offense and a top ten defense, and the top ten offense was because of Jonathan Taylor. But now you're adding Matt Ryan into that, and then now we have. Michael Pittman in year three, and Michael Pittman is a defined number one receiver now. And with the defense, the defense was already nasty last year, but you're you're adding on uh, Yannick Ngakwe on the edge. We didn't really have a pass rush last year. Our best pass rusher was uh, first round pick Quiddy Pay, but you can't count on a rookie to be, you know, your best uh, pass rusher. So we added Yannick Ngakwe, traded for him, added added Ben's boy the Gilly Lock. He's our lockdown quarter, pairing him with our, our Pro Bowl slot Kenny Moore. Still got DeForest Buckner. All of our DNs, um, you know, unspoken name is, is Dio Dangmo. He's a second-round pick from last year. This dude's just as big as Buckner, but he's faster. And he's, but he, and he's raw, but he's a name that will be exciting people this year. But a, a, a really good case for my Colts this year is that a, 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 stat, a stat from last year was the Colts played more minutes with a lead than both of the number one seeds in the NFL, uh, which were um, the Packers and the Titans last year. I mean, it was no secret if you watched the Hard Knocks documentary, DeForest Buckner said it best, the team shit the bed at the end of the year. I mean, it's true. I mean, you don't play that many minutes with a lead and not win as many games. You know, the Colts had a 95% chance to make the playoffs last year, and and we lost to Jacksonville just because Carson Wentz folded at the end of the year. But I don't envision that happening with Matt Ryan. I don't know. 28-3. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I like. I'm, I just. I just have a great feeling about this team because Frank Reich is not going to make the same mistake. If you get to that point, he's not going to make the same mistake as as he did, um, as, as uh, Dan Quinn did. And on, just on the defensive side of the ball, real quick, this this 
something that nobody was really talking about. Last year we had Matt Eberflus as our defensive coordinator, who is now the coach of the Bears. Last year we blew so many leads because he played a prevent scheme, and we all know how how the cover two prevent scheme plays out because Leslie Frazier played that same scheme in Buffalo, and Patrick Mahomes scored scored in 13 seconds because because they're playing this zone defense. I'm not a fan of the zone defense. We got rid of, I mean, he would probably still be there right now if. Um, if he didn't get the job in Chicago, but because he's gone and we brought in Chicago hiring though, what is Chicago hiring? They're hiring Matt Eberflus. He's a great coach, but I don't think he's he's the right he's the right coach for Chicago. I felt like they should have brought in an offensive mind to help out Fields, not a defensive mind. But yeah, I agree with that. But I I, I feel like with Eberflus gone and Gus Bradley brought in, who's the uh, originator of the Legion of Boom, we're not going to be blowing as many leads this year. Plus, you have. Um, Plus, you have um, Matt Ryan in there as well. And I feel like, as I said before with the uh, uh, um, playoff predictions, you win and you get in. So, for example, whether you're on the road or you're at home, it's all about matchups. And the Colts can match up against anybody. Even against Buffalo, as we saw last year, uh, Josh Allen, it was late in the year. I was at the game. Josh Allen's on a hot streak. And then all of a sudden, Johnson uh, Taylor comes in and scores five touchdowns. And then and then and then the Colts win like I forgot it was like forty two to seventeen or something crazy like that, um, and and I really I, don't hate this. I, I mean like I, I, I feel like would. the Colts they can match up against anybody. So if you wanna if you wanna pound the rock into the ground like say because the, because the Colts really I feel like are the originators of the formula of how you beat Kansas City. It was a Sunday night game. It was the the year after uh, Luck retired and Jacoby Brissett was at quarterback and the and the Colts. It was it was right after the uh, the Chiefs beat the Colts in the playoffs. The Colts went in there, and they beat Kansas City uh, on Sunday Night Football with with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And the formula to beat Patrick Mahomes is to keep him off the field and pound the pound the rock into the ground. And I feel like if you do that against Buffalo, if you keep Allen off the field, you can do that. If you match up against Cincinnati, if you have to pass over Cincinnati, now you have Matt Ryan to do that because Carson Wentz you can't rely on him to do that. But um, now with Matt Ryan, he just provides so much, and I feel like, you know, last two years, um, it was Brady two years ago, first first year, new quarterback, new system, they won it all, and then the last year was Stafford. I think they continue it this year with Matt Ryan. So, um, you know, the, the Colts have a really un, uh, underrated core. This seems like a crazy take right now, but uh, later in the year, um, especially with the AFC South being so bad. Um, if if they have like say twelve thirteen wins fourteen wins later in the year, um, I don't think it's going to be a crazy take. What's the score prediction? Uh, thirty one to twenty one. I think that they keep Brady off the field. Um, Taylor goes crazy. Uh, Naeem Hines is a very underrated uh, uh, RB two. Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl MVP is I got Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I'm thinking that's what it's going to be. Uh, Mike, Michael Pittman Jr. You know, people know about him now, but. He's he's a very good receiver. If Matt Ryan really like takes a big leap, My, Michael Pittman Jr. could even be a top ten receiver this year. I mean, I'm not gonna rule anything out. I like the idea. But, but I like he, the idea of Michael Pittman Jr. getting to play against his dad's old team in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it's gonna be. Sorry, All right, that's enough out of you, Splash. Ben, please <laughs> give us some knowledgeable <laughs> takes. All right, so uh, over in the AFC, uh, my number one seed is going to be Buffalo. Uh, like we talked about, I think they. Um, are undoubtedly going to be the top team. Uh, then at number two, I got the Bengals. I think, like I mentioned, they're going to have a, another great season. I, I think they escape the Super Bowl hangover and they get back to uh, 
a good spot in these playoffs. At number three, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. I think they are winning that division. Uh, you know, a lot of people are sleeping on the Chiefs, thinking that there's going to be this giant fall off. But you know, you still got Patrick Mahomes. You still have Andy Reid there. I think they will be fine. Travis Kelsey's there. Uh, they got some good receivers as well, bringing in Juju. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think they have they still got a high-powered offense. I know the loss of Tyreek Hill is huge, but uh, nonetheless, I still think they win that division with uh, a couple teams on the come up. Uh, as far as the South, it, the fourth seed, I'm going to take the Colts. Like I said, I think um, everything Anthony basically just said, I, 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 I really do agree with that. I don't know that they make it to the Super Bowl, but, um, you know, they were right there last year. They All they had to do was beat Jacksonville in Week 18, and they would have been in. And I think they would have been able to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. So uh, hopefully we get to see that this year. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Colts fan in the world, so, you know, I don't know why I'm saying into a microphone that I want to see the Colts in the playoffs, man. I, if they lost every game, I wouldn't be <laughs> upset by any means, but... <laughs> you know, uh, the wild card, I think, five seed has got to be the Chargers. You know, that AFC West, there's got to be two teams coming out of that division, right? So y you got the Chargers, like we mentioned, Brandon Staley. They, you know, they could have been there last year as well. Uh, all they had to do was, uh, I think it was kneel the ball against the Raiders. <laughs> but, um, no, I think once the Chargers get into the playoffs, they can make some noise. I actually have the Chargers representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. A lot of people are on them this year. But uh, I still think the Titans are going to be something special as well. Um, I, I know that receiving core is a little bit anemic now, but uh, I got them at my sixth seed. Uh, you still got Mike Rabel there calling the shots. I think uh, they're going to be okay. And, you know, the the seventh seed was tough for me because the, the AFC is so deep and it, it, it's really tough to count out any of these teams, really. I mean, I you know, I want to be a homer. I want to take the Patriots. Hell, I even want to take the Dolphins. But um, I'm going to give some love to the Raiders. Like I said, I think uh, we're going to see multiple teams come out of the West and uh, – you know, once the Raiders make the playoffs, I think they can match up with any of the above-listed teams. So uh, the AFC playoffs are going to be fun. NFC playoffs are going to be fun as well. Um, I got the Rams as the first seed out of the NFC, and I'm going to take the Bucks as number two. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to be said about these guys uh, that we haven't already covered. Uh, again, my north winner the vikings i'm going to put them at the three seed and uh as far as the four i'm going to take the eagles like i mentioned earlier i think they step up and uh you know they're going to make some noise this year they, d they didn't have a very good playoff game last year against the bucks uh you know one of the guys on my podcast charles he's a huge eagles fan and i, I like the way he put it it was you know it was a, a young team against a former Super Bowl champion in Brady and the Bucks. So, um, you know, I, I think if they get back there to the dance this year, they can uh, they can be a team that can compete with anybody. So um, going on to our wild card, 
I think the Packers have, have still got to be in the conversation. I know a lot of people have them still winning this division, and, you know, that very may well happen. You know, you, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who he also has a, a depleted wide, wide receiver core, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't count out him. You know, we've w- back-to-back MVPs. I think, uh, you know, there's something to be said about that. So I, I definitely got the Packers making the playoffs, but, you know, I can see them being a one-and-done again. So um, moving on to number six, I'm going to take the 49ers. I think they get in there with uh, Trey Lance. I'm really excited to see what he can do here this season. Um, you know, that offense has serious potential. I, I mean, you look at Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, I mean, they've got the guys that can be very good on that offense. And you mix that with Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense of, you know, his offensive mind. Uh, you know, we saw last year they were in the NFC Championship. So I don't think there's too much fall off from the 49ers. And then my seventh seed is going to be the Cowboys. I think the Saints just barely miss out. Mike, I, I, I would put them at the eight seed if that was a, a possibility i think i appreciate it you know they're they're going to be there right with the cowboys <coughs> I, I think it's going to be like a game or you know some type of other tiebreaker that separates those two but um you know i don't want to completely rule out the cowboys i mean you still got dak prescott cd lambs there gallup's going to come back that defense is pretty good um so you know i, I don't think it's going to be a complete wash for them this year they're Dealing with some stuff as it relates to the receiving core. Zeke is still around. You pair him up with uh, uh, Pollard. Pollard yeah. So, you know, those guys are they're, they're going to be good. And I, I, it's tough. You know, it's, it's tough to cut any teams out of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, those are who I'm rolling with. I like it. <coughs> Who's your Super Bowl? Uh, my Super Bowl is going to be the Chargers and the Buccaneers. I think Brady gets one final ride off into the sunset. He wins again, and I got the Bucks winning 34-28. to 28. I like it. I like it. All right, y'all. Here's, here's what's actually going to happen. Ready Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, Let's we're going to start with the NFC. Number one seed in the NFC, the L.A. Rams. Um, I think the Rams get it done. I think they just dominate all year. Um, I like the Rams for my number one seed. My number two seed, New Orleans Saints. Um, you know. This year is all about a revival. Man, you guys are biased as hell, huh? No, no. Because listen, listen, man. Normally the the Patriots fan is that way. (sighs) Yeah, well, at least you know. At least you know. But the thing about it is, is our teams are both good, you know? Yeah. 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 Number two, the Saints. Number three, Green Bay Packers. Number four, Philadelphia Eagles. Number five, Tampa Bay Bucks. So they're my highest seed that's not a division winner. Number six, Dallas Number seven, Detroit. I'm high on the Lions, man. I'm high on the Lions. Listen, wow. the NFC, if it's going to happen in any division, it's going to be the NFC. The NFC is not nearly as strong as the AFC is. Like, and like we'll we'll talk about it whenever I get over to my AFC side. But I have three AFC West teams um, making the playoffs from that from the, for the AFC. So you know the Lions are just you know in a position where being in the NFC is going to help them. I think, and if kind of like similar to Anthony's rationale with the Colts. You know, they're in a division that is very hit or miss. You know, like we could see 
the Vikings be super, super good, or we could see the Vikings be super, super bad. The Bears are going to be bad. Um, the Packers, you just don't know with that receiving core. Like I said, you can always bank on Aaron Rodgers being good for your team, but you can't bank on everybody else always being good. Um, we know that the Packers are going to be really good running the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, you know, a lot of people are comparing A.J. Dillon to the way Derrick Henry kind of got his start. Um, he was behind DeMarco Murray at first. And then, you know, Derrick Henry obviously ended up emerging into the guy he is today. Um, that is just a workforce back. Um, so I could see, you know, that being the case for A.J. Dillon. That's why the Packers are my number three seed. Um, so after all of that, um, I have the Rams taking on the Bucks in round two. I do have the Rams beating them to go to the NFC Championship. And then I have New Orleans taking on Green Bay. I think it's going to be one of those things where the New Orleans corners are just too good to for the Packers receivers to be able to do too much. Um, we know the Saints have a dominant defense against the run. Um, I mean, a couple years ago, we had a streak of like, I think it was like 40-something games without allowing a 100-yard rusher. Um, so, you know, we've given up, I think, 200-yard rushing performances. I think both of them were to the Eagles since. But otherwise, the Saints have been a very dominant running defense or rushing defense, I guess. Um, I have a Rams-Saints-NFC Championship matchup. The last time that was the NFC Championship matchup, we know what happened. Um, no flag. Um, I, like I said, the theme of the Saints this year is all about culture and revival. Um, you know, Jameis Winston coming back off the ACL. Michael Thomas making his his return. You know, uh, Tyron Matthew coming home. Jarvis Landry coming home. Dennis Allen proving he can do something. You know, I think it's just fitting that the Saints and Rams rematch in the NFC Championship game. And the Saints this time come out on top. They're my NFC Super Bowl team. And the AFC side, my number one seed, Buffalo. We all agree with that. Buffalo is the hands-down team in the AFC to watch out for. Um, number two, Kansas City. Number three, Baltimore. Number four, Indianapolis. Number five, my highest seed that's not a division winner is the LA Chargers. Number six, Las Vegas Raiders. Number seven, Cincinnati Bengals. So loaded. There's so many different teams you could throw in there. Um, it's just, you know, I just think that's just kind of how it plays out. Um, the Bengals will take on the Chiefs in the divisional round. Um, and the Chiefs come out on top. Um, it's going to be Kansas City versus Baltimore. I have Kansas City getting the win to go to the AFC Championship. Um, I know. I know. I know you're, you're a hater. See, that's the thing about the Chiefs is that, like, they're either going to be really, really good or they're going to be really, really bad. There's not going to be an in-between for the Chiefs. They're either going to win the division or they're going to finish fourth. Like, Nah, I don't I don't see that. I, I see a little bit of fall-off, maybe. But, uh, you know, the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs, man. I don't know. Like, my, my, my last stance on the Chiefs, I feel like teams are just going to score all over them. And since they don't have that high-powered offense to – fall back on it's going to be a lot tougher on them so you're not going to be able to score 50 points every week now it's not going to be as easy so true i have the chargers knocking off the colts in the first round of the playoffs it's going to be bills chargers in the second round of the playoffs um, i have the bills coming out on top of that i have the bills knocking off the chiefs similar to my saints and rams um you know outlook i think it's going to be a revival tour for the Bills, the Bills are going to knock off the Chiefs this time. It's going to be a Saints-Bills Super Bowl. Saints come out on top. That one was biased. I think the Bills are actually probably going to win. But I think if the Saints make it that far, it's just I'm just going to go ahead and give them the dub. Might as well. Um, 
So, you know, that was our Super Bowl predictions. You know, some are questionable. That's probably going to be what I clip, I feel like, to promote this thing because we were all over the board with that. I don't think any of us agreed on anything other than the Bills winning the AFC. I know. Everybody's all over the place this year. There's so many teams, like I said, it's really tough to cut in the AFC. And then, you know, <laughs> Anthony's got the Browns. He's got the Ravens there. Um, you know, there's talk about the Dolphins as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the Dolphins have really brought in some great talent. I think they are going to be fighting for a playoff spot as well. And, you know, if I'm being biased, I, w- I would love to include the Patriots. They made the playoffs last year. Um, didn't have a very good showing against Buffalo. But I'm really excited to see what Mac can do in year two. And if, if they can make the playoffs, I think that, uh, you know, they can get get it done. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, and now we're going to talk about some predictions on who's going to win awards at the end of the season. I'm going to start us off on these. Um, but we're going to go over our predictions for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. We're not going to give too, too much insight. Um, but we're just going to kind of go down the list. I'll start. Most valuable player, I have Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, the Bills, I think, are going to sweep the AFC. I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. They have a good shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, You know, just kind of everything he does as a whole, he can run, he can throw. He's going to throw for 40-plus touchdowns. He's he's got that receiver in Stephon Diggs that's reliable. Um, You know, I think he leads probably the number one offense in the NFL this year. Um, I think the Bills probably come away with the best record in the NFL this year, and I think Josh Allen's going to be the biggest reason why. <coughs> Offensive Player of the Year, Alvin Kamara, running back, New Orleans Saints. You know, his suspension getting pushed back, I think, helps everything. Um, you know, the Saints are going to go with what works at the end of the day. Jarvis Landry's a receiver that can block. Michael Thomas can block. Saints don't have any tight ends that can catch, so all of them can block. Um, offensive line, one of the best in the NFL, top five. Um Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of carries. His elite ability to both catch and run is just going to put him over the top. Um, we saw him score six touchdowns last year, I think it was, on Christmas Day. So um, he was wearing the green and red cleats and just balled out. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. I don't see how anybody can kind of defer from that. Aaron Donald, year after year, is the most consistent defensive player in the NFL. Um, if there's one thing you can bank on from Aaron Donald is that he's going to absolutely dominate day in and day out. Um, offensive rookie of the year, George Pickens, wide receiver Pitt. It's Berg. I love I love George Pickens, man. I'm a big Chauncey Gardner-Johnson fan of New Orleans Saints. Um, Nickelback. But, you know, George Pickens is like the wide receiver version of him. I already kind of projected on Twitter a fight between those two whenever – the Saints and Steelers play (laughs) so I'm looking forward to that game but George Pickens I mean he's already showing the elite ability to be the Steelers potential number one receiver I mean Chase Claypool is not all that Um, he's top three he said yeah he's a top three receiver he's a top he's a top three receiver I think he's better than Claypool as the Steelers number two receiver if I'm being honest with you um we all know Deontay Johnson's going to be that number one again he had a huge year I think George Pickens is more similar to Deontay Johnson, and he's going to um, – I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, K.R. Elam, cornerback, Buffalo Bills. Any player on the Bills, I think, has always has a shot to either win Defensive Rookie of the Year or Defensive Player of the Year. Um, that, that team is just so good, and he's going to be opposite of Trey White. He's going to get plenty of opportunities to, you know, make plays on the football, make his impact. Um, I like I like Elam from the Bills. Um, coach of the Year – Dennis Allen, head coach, New Orleans Saints. 
I think if I think if he can take an organization that wasn't his and get to the playoffs, they don't even have to necessarily make the Super Bowl. But I think if he can get them as far as the NFC Championship or maybe even, you know, somewhere close to that, I think he's got a shot at winning Coach of the Year. Just everything that he's done this offseason, um, like all the aggressiveness that he's put in, um, like getting getting Tyron Matthew, getting Jarvis Landry, you know, making a case despite not having a case to make. Um because, you know, the same reason the media hates the Saints, you know, is the same reason that players didn't want to play for the Saints. And he was able to be like, listen, we have Jameis Winston, you know, he's the, he's good. He's that dude. Um, and so they were able to get all these guys in, and I'm super excited about it. And I think if Dennis Allen can, you know, get the Saints maybe to like 13, 14 wins maybe and get, get him deep into the playoffs, I think he's got a shot at coach of the year. And then come back player of the year, I have Jameis Winston, quarterback, New Orleans Saints. I saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah, I bet everybody did. But I think he's just the most one of the most logical players to, to use it for. I think Derrick Henry's got a good shot at that as well. Um, those two guys are just guys that you know are going to be good, like whenever they come in. So Jameis Winston had the NFL's highest completion percentage in the red zone before his injury. He had a 14 touchdown to three interception ratio before his injury. Saints were three and one and rolling or sorry, four and one enrolling before his injury. Um, I mean, things were looking good for Winston. You know, we're, everyone's like perception of Jameis Winston is that we're going to see the 30-30, you know, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, nonsense that he had in Tampa Bay. You know, Sean Payton wasn't a as bad of an aggressive – I don't know. I don't know how to explain it really, but Sean Payton – is a good quarterbacks coach and Bruce Arians is an aggressive quarterbacks coach. They're completely different. You know, like Jameis Winston is more receptive to a guy like Sean Payton. Now he's going to be more receptive to a guy like Dennis Allen, who's going to be probably less of an aggressive play caller and more of just like a go do what we're paying you to do kind of guy. And Jameis Winston's going to handle business. He's been the team leader. The whole organization is, you know, raving about him. I mean, all the team leaders, Demario Davis, everybody. They're all talking about Jameis Winston, how he's the face of the team. I love the odds of Jameis Winston, and I already placed may have placed a prop bet on Jameis Winston as comeback player of the year. So I'm really hoping that this one kind of pays out. Um, so yeah, Ben, take it away. So for my MVP, I you know I was thinking about Josh Allen as well. Everybody's already uh, placing their bets on him, but I'm going to take Justin Herbert. I think he has. A, a great season with the Chargers. Uh, like I mentioned, I think they get to the Super Bowl. And uh, I think Justin Herbert would be a, a great MVP pick for, for you if you're, if you're looking at the odds. Um, those Jameis Winston odds on that comeback player of the year, man, those, those got to be – you got to be getting some nice dough if you win that <laughs> one. Huh? But, uh, no, Justin Herbert is my MVP um, offensive player of the year. I'm going to go ahead and take Devontae Adams. I think him and uh, Derek Carr turn it up out there in Vegas. Uh, as far as defensive player of the year, uh, it might shock a couple people, but I'm going to go Nick Bosa. It would be easy to, to say Aaron Donald or TJ Watt, but um, I'm banking on Nick Bosa having a good year. Uh, 49ers defense is no slouch. I think he turns it up and has maybe the, the best season of his career. I know he's still a young guy, but um, yeah, looking really looking forward to him having a good season. As far as offensive rookie of the year goes, I'm going to give it to Kenny Pickett. I think if he gets in, he is going to make it count, and I think he is going to be a great player for the Steelers. 
they just gotta get through the the Trubisky project here and 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 see what happens. But uh, Kenny Pickett gets in; he's gonna be your offensive rookie of the year. Now on the defensive side, I think Aiden Hutchinson would be the easiest one to say. But uh, I'm gonna toss Philly a bone and I'm gonna go with Jordan Davis. He's been tearing it up in the preseason. Uh, you know, putting dudes on skates. So <laughs> I think that uh, Jordan Davis is going to have a great season, and uh, I think he could be a shoe-in for this award here towards the end of the season. But um, as far as Coach of the Year goes, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Dan Campbell. I'll uh, give you what you've been talking about here, Mike, a- a- as far as your, your Lions takes go. But, um, yeah, Dan Campbell has been lights out here. And uh, I think it, at the end of the season, it's either going to be between him or Brandon Staley. So if the if the if the Lions tear it up, I think Dan Campbell's going to be right there. I mean, we've been watching Hard Knocks. This dude has command of that locker room. I think the guys have bought in, and uh, I think the Lions can be something special here this season. Yes, sir. Uh, as as far as comeback player of the year, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, not he's not getting a lot of talk right now, but I still think he I is right. going to be that dude. You know, coming back off an of injury. Hopefully, his injury BS is is all done and taken care of at this point. But uh, yeah, Mike, I know you're fist bumping over there. You, you're proud owner of him on your fantasy team. Sure but, am. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I can see him winning that award. So that's going to round out my awards, and uh, we'll go ahead and finish up with Anthony. All right, so my awards are pretty similar to you guys. Um, so my MVP is going to be Justin Herbert. Um, I just think this is the most logical answer here. Uh, Josh Allen, he's going to be great. He's going to be up there. But uh, Justin Herbert, just something about him, I think he's just ready to turn it up. Uh, last year he threw for the most passing yards in the NFL. Um, and I think that uh, Justin Herbert's going to take that next step. Uh, offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Um, last year, um, if it wasn't for Cooper Cup's Triple Crown, uh, this was Jonathan Taylor's award. Uh, last year, he had over 2,000 scrimmage yards and uh, 20 touchdowns, um, which is like Adrian Peterson MVP-level stats, but we're in a new age where skill position players don't win MVP anymore. So um, hopefully we don't want him to do as good as last year. Like We don't want him to get as many touches because we don't want to wear him out too much, but at the same time, he's... He's a threat to score every time he touches the ball. So um, I think that Jonathan Taylor breaks off and wins that award this year. Uh, for my defensive player of the year, uh, I have Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald, it's a, it's a cliche pick, but I, I just believe he's clearly the best player in the NFL. Um, there's just no, no debating it. I mean, when, when the Rams needed a big play in the Super Bowl, you know, he came through. So Aaron Donald is going to be my defensive player of the year. Um, it's it's kind of a situation with... Uh, LeBron in the NBA. Um, LeBron only has, I don't know, I think two or three MVPs, but he's the best player in the league every year. Um, And then eventually he's going to get noticed. So I'm going to take Aaron Donald there. Uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I got George Pickens. Um, I didn't really know who to put for this one. Um, It's a toss-up between a lot of guys. Um, But I think George Pickens is clearly uh, in the best uh, situation to win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, I think he does have some attitude issues, um, which is how he already got his nickname, NFL Young Boy. Um, 
but uh, I think I think the talent is there. I just think he needs to chill out a little bit. But if he does, he can be in a thousand yard receiver this year, I believe. Um, defensive rookie of the year, I think it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Um, Love that pick. He's he's the most polished defensive player out of the draft. Um, you know, the Jags made a great pick. They went to Trevon Walker uh, first overall. Um, obviously, he's the most raw player in the draft, um, and he's not going to be good this year. He'll be good in a couple of years, but not this year. Um, which is why I'm, I'm happy that that the Jags, our division rival, took them instead of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and then uh, coach of the year, I got Sean McDermott. Uh, no real explanation behind that. You know, Bills are going to be the number one seed, and uh, you know McDermott is is going to win this award. And then comeback player of the year, I got King Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry, he 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 really every time he comes back from injury, he's shown to. Uh, not miss a beat. You know, there's a lot of running backs in the NFL. Um, Todd Gurley is one that comes to mind. Um, he gets hurt and he really doesn't come back the same. But Derrick Henry, because of his physique and um, just, just the way that he works out and everything, his body just regenerates. And he does um, have really good physique. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, his workout videos. Even though he's a he plays for the Titans, like you see this dude's workout videos, and it's it's ridiculous. Like the the, the shape that he keeps himself in. Um, so I just I just don't see a situation where Derrick Henry comes back and just uh, becomes a shell of himself. I think that he comes back and he becomes, um, say, a 1,200-yard rusher uh, this year. So I got Derrick Henry uh, to round out uh, my last award there. Perfect, perfect. And we have one last topic we're going to go over. Um, and it's, it's probably my favorite topic of the show. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about teams that were bad last season that we think have the potential to be good or much better this season um ben let's start with you let's start with your team um we're gonna go ben anthony and then me we're gonna save the best for last jesus <laughs> talk about humble huh anyway i'm gonna go jacksonville jaguars this year uh, they went three and 14 last year uh, most of their season was plagued with the the urban meyer mishaps and distractions that kind of divided the locker room I think things will drastically improve under their new head coach, Doug Peterson. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. I think he will bring some leadership into that locker room. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gets a guy in uh, Christian Kirk and even Zay Jones. I think these guys are both upgrades for what they've had over the past couple of years. You got Etienne coming back at the running back position. I think he will handcuff well with James Robinson. Uh, Cam Robinson on that offensive line is a solid blindside, as well as bringing in Brandon Scherf this year. So um, I, I think the offense will be drastically better. And on the defensive side of the ball, they, they drafted Trayvon Walker first overall and brought in Devin Lloyd as well. Uh, I think he's going to be a great linebacker for the Jags, and I think things – get a lot better this year now I'm not saying that these guys are going to be you know taking it away and taking the division crown here but you know if they can scrape up six seven wins I think that you know that will be um, levels above what they were able to accomplish last year you know like Doug Peterson said it's not going to be this thing where you know blink of an eye overnight Jags are at the top of the league. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some rebuilding. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence wasn't drafted number all, number one overall for no reason. So I think 
Baker if, Mayfield was. You know, if if, if they <laughs> if they could put it together, I think um, you know they they can look a lot better this season. <laughs> Anthony, go ahead, take it away. All right. So for my team, um, this is a shocker for me. Um, I have the Atlanta Falcons. It shocks you? Yeah, it shocks it shocks me. Um, <laughs> It, sh- it it shocks me cuz but I but I came around to like the Falcons a lot. Um so last year they went 7 and 10 with Matt Ryan. Um and they did lose some pieces, uh one being Matt Ryan. Um yeah, but 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 they also lost some other pieces like their linebacker Foye um Olekun, and uh Russell Gage is not there anymore. Um but I think that people are sleeping on the Falcons a lot. I mean, um I feel like uh this year they could hit that seven win mark again, um, but I, I I think that the Falcons' hate is too it's, it's too much right now. I think that uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people they only predict the Falcons that they're going to win say two games this year. I've seen a lot of two and fifteen Falcons predictions, and I think that um, I like those. I, I I think that Marcus Mariota is better than people think he is. Uh, he's reuniting with his old. Uh, coordinator in Tennessee, which is Arthur Smith. Um, you know, you still got Kyle Pitts there. Uh, Calvin Ridley's out for the year, but um, I, I still think that they're going to be in the draft lottery. But um, if they pick up a few pieces, this team could be primed uh, for for a big run in 2023 if they really make a lot of moves. Um, you know, they still got Grady Jarrett on defense. A.J. Terrell quietly was one of the best corners in all of football last year that nobody talks about. Um, and I I, I just think with, with Marcus Mariota being there, um, he gives them a chance to win. or Well, not a chance to win, but at, le- at least keep them in games. I think it's a Detroit and Jared Goff situation. I think that he's either going to be a game manager or he's going to do just enough for them to win, but he's not going to carry you. Um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my, the, the Atlanta Falcons here. Um, I think that you know they're they're going to be better than people think. Um, you know they always win random games like uh, past few years. Like they'll beat the Saints, say one time when they're not supposed to, or or say the Forty ers They beat the Forty ers the year when they went to the Super Bowl and they had a bare bones roster. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Falcons here um, because I have some faith in Marcus Mariota, um, Desmond Ritter. I'm also a big fan of him. You know he could come in uh, maybe at some point this season, but I feel like if he does, um, then you know I. I Atlanta will be in a good position to win because out of what I've seen from the rookie quarterbacks, I'm the biggest fan of him so far. So I'm, I'm going to take Atlanta. Yeah, and you got you got Drake London there too. Uh-huh. I know he's in a lot of talks for Offensive Rookie of the Year as well. So, uh, you know, if Mariota can get him the ball. Cordero Patterson as well Cordell, still there. Yeah, Patterson's there. Pitts is there. People forget about him. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not very high on the Falcons myself, but um, – you know, when you when you put it into pr- a little bit more perspective like that, I can see them getting a couple wins, but uh, yeah, I, it's going to be tough for them over the next couple of years. Now, AJ Terrell take is something that's important too. Like a lot of people don't realize how good AJ Terrell is. He's a dog. Um, but mine is going to be the Detroit Lions. I have literally talked about them this entire episode. Um, everyone sleeps on the Lions, but I feel like people are starting not to. Maybe it's just the hard knocks effect, like you were talking about, Ben. But You know, the Lions really are, like, very quietly putting together a solid roster. They brought in DJ Chark, a wide receiver. He's going to be their number three. Jamison Williams, they drafted him. Um, When he's healthy, he's going to be the number two right away. Um, Aiden Hutchinson um, is going to be a star defensive end already. 
Um, I mean, when you sing Billie Jean like that on national television, like you just know you're, you're that dude. Jared Davis at linebacker, he's a very underrated player. Um, you already have Alex Anzalone there. Um, Alex Anzalone and Jared Davis are going to be a very solid one-two linebacker combo. Then um, you already have Amonra St. Brown. He's one of the biggest breakout candidates of fantasy football this year. TJ Hawkinson, um, Dan Campbell, people forget, was a tight end and was a tight end's coach for New Orleans. Um, you know, he's going he's gonna to take TJ Hawkinson to take him over the top. You know, I was very pleased where I drafted TJ Hawkinson at in our fantasy football league. And I think Hawkinson is going to be a potential top five tight end in fantasy this year. And just overall, uh, he's going to be regarded as one of the best tight ends in the, in the league. Um, then you look at the offensive tackle combo. You got Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell. Um, Sewell's going to take that next step. He's, I mean, whenever he was drafted last year, he was drafted with the, with the most likely shot at, at being a Hall of Famer, like already. Like, it's crazy. Um, and then you, you look at that backfield, DeAndre Swift, Williams. Um, I, I love, I love, love, love the Detroit Lions. I think they have the right mentality. I think they're definitely going to improve this year. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs. That might just be wishful thinking, but I think if they can sneak into the playoffs, I think your your coach of the year prediction is definitely right um, with Dan Campbell as coach of the year. But we'll see what happens. Um, but that is going to wrap up our show today. We're going to end this thing um, by plugging these guys' social medias and their podcasts. Anthony, Ben, I don't care who takes it first, but where can we find you and your podcast at? Uh, so you can find me on all social medias at underscore Thompson Ben. You can follow my podcast, the Bump and Run podcast, at Bump and Run underscore Pod. Uh, follow along; we got NFL content coming out every week. Uh, don't forget to tune in. We have our first live show actually next week. So uh, yeah, find us on all social medias and uh, tune in because we got great NFL content every week. All right, and for me on my personal on my Twitter is going to be ag splash underscore. Um, that's why Mike always calls me Splash. It's just a <laughs> little trademark I go by. And then uh, my podcast is called uh, First and 56. Um, it's a F-I-R-S-T and 56 on Twitter. Um, we're an Indianapolis Colts podcast. We are part of the, the EMQ podcast locker room uh, representing the Indianapolis Colts, one of 32 podcasts there. Um, and then basically uh, we just do uh, podcasts every week. Uh, we do overreaction Monday. We give you game previews. We meet with other teams uh, before uh, every game. Uh, throughout the season, so uh, yeah, and then uh, on on other social media, just my name, Anthony Gulick, um, there. So yeah, that's me. And I just want to finish up this episode by saying thank you guys so much again. Um, 100 episodes is an insane milestone for me. Um, I'm excited to give you guys even more content down the road. We do have some guests coming back on the show, um, athlete previews and interviews and stuff like that coming again very very soon. Want to take a quick little break from that, um, just to you know interview some of the boys, just you know casual football talk. Um, so that was the past couple episodes, but we're going to be getting back into the swing of things. The norm- This episode of the Michael Balco show is brought to you by Donato's Pizza. Donato's Pizza prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of their pizza is the best piece of pizza you'll ever eat. I sure love me some Donato's Pizza, and I can guarantee that you will too. Donato's has three locations in the Erie area and many more across the country. Check out your local Donato's Pizza today.